go. Chapter 105 of Progress Wrestling saw the first ever women's Thunderbusted match, as well as crowning 2021's Natural Progression winner. Uh, we've got the results for ICW. Uh, we've got Paul Robinson leaves Progress Wrestling. Paul, Ros- Rob- Paul Robinson releases statement. Uh, show announcements for Rev Pro, Wrestle Carnival, and massive news for T and Tights and UKPW. All coming up on the Brit Rest Roundup. This is T and Tights Podcast, a Great British Wrestling Podcast for Great British Wrestling. I am the host, the Great British Taku, Mr. Andrew Moore, Andy Tomos, and I'm of course joined as always by the pro wrestling t-shirt champion of the world, Big Daddy, Dan, Daniel, Alan. Yeah. Oh, I needed that stay. That, that, that round of applause really made it for me. I today am resplendent in my, are you ready for this? I am wearing my Diamond Dallas Page Diamond Cutter logo t-shirt that I bought when I met Diamond Dallas Page when I went to his DDP yoga um, show that he did in the UK. And I did some yoga training with Mr. Diamond Dallas Page. Awesome. I got the big bad kaiju. Oh. Mr. O'Shea Edwards, uh, part of the Shane Taylor promotions, recently made his debut on ROH. Big person to look out for. Great, great. Big bad kaiju. Excellent. Yeah, there is uh, a lot of progress news. There's some reference. There is in there. Uh, there's the progress show, of course, and it was the ICW, uh, which we will do the results for. Unfortunately, I haven't got around to watching it. I'll be watching it straight after we finish recording today because there are a couple of matches that I'm really interested in seeing on the ICW uh, thing. But, uh, I mean, where do we start? Should we get should we Let's just get the start? Big news out the way. Let's just start with it. Okay, so if you don't know, if you've been living under a cave, if you know nothing about British wrestling, Paul Robinson, uh, the fans are very angry that he was part of the recent Progress Chapter 104. Progress released a statement to announce that he had actually worked as an agent for Chapters 104, 105, 106, and 108. Uh, this is all because... Paul Robinson had been mentioned during the speaking out. Uh, and of course, a lot of fans have questioned Progress Wrestling about this. Uh, a lot of fans have jumped onto a, a bandwagon, have known that Paul Robinson was accused. And some people have also just made up their own conclusions to what was actually said by the uh, girl, uh, such as some of the accusations out there that he was part of a group of people who were trying to uh, groom the young girl, uh, calling him an abuser and, you know, many more things. Uh, We will get into his statement. We will talk about her statement. so, yeah, well, we'll talk about the original statement, I think, first. Okay, that uh, sounds good. I'd like to point out, just before we get started on any statements, um, we here at TN Tights have tried to make it very clear all the way through that we support the Speaking Out movement. We really, really do. We understand how important it is. However, as well as this, we also support facts and we want to make sure that everybody gets all the information before making assumptions and that's what we are doing right now sorry i'm just trying to find the original have you written an article on this one andy uh, yes, which I, for some reason, just can't find right now, but bear with me. I know where I think there's a link to it. Andy is one of the writers for Bodyslam.net, one of the premium wrestling news websites available. As well as the news websites, they have a fantastic range of um, interviews. 
They also have a large selection of podcasts, including the wonderful, fantastic, hopefully soon to be award-winning Tea and Tides. Indeed. Uh, okay, so here we go. <clears throat> this is the original statement. Uh, this was written by a young lady who used the Twitter following at Mystic Kitten. Uh, uh, we found out her name is uh, Jess. Uh, we don't have a last name. We wouldn't want to mention more than that anyway. So we're just going to leave it as that. So Mystic Kitten. Okay, so. On the 6th of December 2014, a group of us from IPW UK were flown over to Oberhausen, Germany, all paid for by Daniel Edler, or at least he paid uh, all of it for me. So the young girl, her, her trip was definitely paid for by the gentleman who ran IPW at this time, which was Daniel Edler. At this time... She was a 16-year-old girl. We spent the day being shown around the area by Jimmy Havoc. Whilst wandering the streets, Paul Robinson and myself started talking more and more. Uh, it was really fun. We felt comfortable around each other. During the WXW show later that night, a show at which Daniel Edler purchased me lots of drinks. I think this should go without saying at this point. Uh, so... So this is the key point, actually, we'll, we'll make out. She mentions that Daniel Elder was buying her drinks. Edler, sorry. Uh, we both went outside for a cigarette together. One thing led to another. We ended up kissing. We were inseparable the entire weekend. In the following weeks, we would share phone calls together just to chat and hear each other's voices. Uh, somehow, his uh, children's mother ended up finding out about it. Uh, and she was sent nasty messages uh she was a 16 year old uh why would she want to be in a situation situation like that we drifted apart and he eventually blocked me on the social media and that was that really she would follow this up uh by saying paul robinson whilst on a pers personal and emotional level i find the situation to be a lot less extreme or significant or malicious uh, it wasn't right. Relations with minors are inexcusable, which is absolutely 100% correct. And uh, so we just want to make sure that it's clear. It wasn't right. The relationships with a minor were inexcusable. But she actually mentions that all of the actions by Paul Robinson were not in any way malicious, significant or extreme. As we say, a lot of people went out there and called him an abuser and a groomer. Uh, I think, as I say, many people just heard his name was mentioned and didn't actually look up to find out what he was actually accused of. Oh, so progress admitted, as we say uh, during a statement, that uh, he was working as an agent for said chapter 104 and uh, chapters what, 104 to 108. Uh, let's see. Now, they released a second statement following this. Uh, the first statement I released last week. That's kind of a little progress. Progress did not respond. Uh, this is the one I want. No, that's it's very important that we make sure to put all correct information across, which is why Andy is making sure that he has got the full statements correct. Because, as I said, we do believe in making sure that everybody knows the truth about what is going on in progress mm -hmm. and in progress in general. That is correct. And uh, sorry, there, there are so many articles at the moment because there's so many different uh, situations. Uh, which we will get into. Progress. Uh, here we go. Progress release second statement. So, Progress released this statement on the 25th of February. Uh, so, 
Our communication over the last number of days has not been good enough. We're sorry. In statements on the 20th and 22nd, we shared talent feedback about experiences and tapings, specifically regarding safeguarding messages put in place, COVID safety precautions, and the overall work environment. The purpose of the statement on the 22nd of February was to address Paul Robinson. We were wrong uh, to include feedback of the talent on the general work environment in this statement. Uh, as you remember, a lot of fans did accuse Progress Wrestling of putting the blame <clears throat> onto the talent that worked that show by saying, well, the talent didn't complain, so everything was okay, which is wrong. Yeah. Uh, it was not the correct time nor place, and we would like to take this opportunity to unreservedly apologize to the talent and crew for including them in the statement. So they are, have apologized for saying, uh, well, you know, everybody, nobody complained. Progress is wholly responsible for their own staffing decisions. Moving forward, there will be a group made up of talent and crew who will be able to review any non-promotional communications that mention talent, crew, and so forth. This group will be independent of the company management and administration staff. Our safeguarding procedures can be found here. There is a link on uh, my article for that, for the uh, those things. So, Paul Robinson, we are aware of a number of posts on social media in regards to the progress decision to have Paul Robinson at the tapings. In regards to Paul Robinson's no disclosures were made uh, to Progress about his conduct following the post on social media platform originally shared on the 22nd of June 2020. A review took place by the lead safeguarding officer and findings were given to members of Progress Management, who were uh, also made aware of the information posted online. In light of this, in conversations we have had with Paul Robinson, it is determined that he did not present a risk to talent and staff. As a result, a decision was made to move forward with measures in place to contact uh, talent on personal in uh, re readiness for the production. Our February 22nd uh, update or statement, we confirmed Paul Robinson's involvement in the production and requested if anyone had any information to contact them at progresswrestling.com. To date, no disclosures have been made and no further information has been presented to us externally or internally. As of the 25th of February, Paul Robinson has decided to part way with progress. Communication goes in forward <clears throat> with this announcement. We would like to take the opportunity to say that this is not, has never been, and never will be our intention to stick our heads in the sand and ignore you, the fans and members of the public. We must be responsible when making statements about matters that involve other people. We make sure that due care is given to the needs, security, rights, and human beings involved. Anyone has any further information or wishes to make safeguarding disclosures, please, sum please submit them to the new dedicated inbox, safeguarding at progresswrestling.com. Any and all communication will be treated with the strictest of confidence. Our goal is to create the most entertaining pro wrestling product that we can. We will continue to strive to make our industry safer and more professional and do it the right by fans and talent. Thank you for reading. So as you can see, they, it seems as if, yes, they were aware of the original accusations, and based on those, they decided that Paul Robinson uh, posed no threat to talent or anybody involved during the backstage of chapters 104 to 105. Whether you agree with that or not, that is the decision that they have made. I personally feel that they've listened to responses and reacted. I think that they should have done it faster, but I'm not in their shoes and I don't know what it's like. 
No. Uh, so this is, yeah, it's, it's a shame. Uh, it's definitely, there's some issues. Uh, but they chose to say that, having read what they had read, they decided that no threat was there. And also, of course, they then have let people know who is working and whatnot and let other people decide. They may have not disclosed full information to everybody about uh, the accusations about the incident. <clears throat> what we can take from that is Paul Robinson has chosen to leave Progress Wrestling. Uh, we can also assume that there are two more taped shows. One of, uh, well, 106, 107, 108, so at least three more taped shows. Uh, although we've had no news of when those shows will be aired. Well, we do know, obviously, there must be shows taped. I'm looking forward to seeing them when they come out. Yes. Um, uh, we understand how difficult it's been for everybody. Um, mm. And I'm very glad that... Um... So ne next up, I, unfortunately, it's the Paul Robinson... Well, it's not unfortunately. Next up is Paul Robinson's statement. Paul Robinson made this statement earlier today. Okay, so to start with, this is not being written as any form of attack. However, I do need to dismiss foul rumors and sheer lies that are being spouted about myself. I'm not going to dispute what Jess has been through. Jess is a victim. Uh, she has been through more than most could take in a lifetime. And I'm hoping you see and I know this as much as most this all starts with that germany trip a trip i did not even know of jess's existence beforehand i believe my first encounter with jess uh, would have been upon landing being the only smokers we went for cigarette upon arrival yes we spoke after arriving at the venue we all, as a group of about eight, went out to a sports bar and got drunk. Whilst there, I did not purchase just a drink. I did not even pass just a drink. And uh, if you remember from her original statement, she mentions all the drinks being bought by Daniel Elder. We were all out as a group drink. No foul play. Yes, me and Jess were talking out drinking as the only smokers we inevitably found ourselves talking alone in smoking areas and that's what happened from here we wandered to the nearby market as a group and had a laugh we went back to the venue where i proceeded to get ready for hit my match at this point in the statement made against me jess mentioned elders getting her drunk I had no knowledge of this. I was in the locker room attempting to put an Osprey-style match together whilst drunk. This is the first and last time performing under any influence of alcohol. After the match was finished, I was extremely sick, and I had a couple of beers and fell asleep like a baby on the concrete floor in the middle of the room. Uh, he says, like an infant, listen, uh, bad punctuation the next day at ipw i continue to spend time with jess most of which in smoking areas the above has already been covered is what preceded this day that has been left out to briefly summarize above yes me and jess got close yes we spent time together at no point did i supply her with alcohol get her drunk i did not groom her or take advantage and definitely not a witness to her drinking during the show. I was in the changing area. So Germany was the Saturday. Then we kept, then we were in kept, uh, which I'm me somewhere in Germany for IPW the next day. After spending time with Jess over the course of the weekend, 
she confided me to what had been happening in her life and what had been going on with the current IPW promoter, that's Daniel Elder. Uh, there are accusations about made by Mr. Kidson against Daniel Elder. We're not going to cover them here. We don't have to. I really don't want to talk about him. I did not see this as an opportunity to act as a predator, as being insinuated. No, I informed Jess's father as to what had been going on. This is where I could have done better. Direct to his face, in person, I told him what was going on. I had a conversation with him and her mother on the phone, in person and on Facebook. I said horrible and nasty things to provoke a reaction from him. Hands up, I've said a lot worse than what he posted. In hindsight, I should have gone straight to the police and not for I could take on the world. I'm sorry we don't have what was said by uh, the father. Uh, I might look for that. I spent a lot of the time screaming from the rooftops as to what was going on at IPW. In front of fans and wrestlers alike, this resulted in me in parting ways with IPW for up to a year before new management took over, I believe. Not only did I not prey on Jess, groom, or take advantage, but I was the only one willing to speak up for her at the time, inform her parents, and challenge the current culture. I wholeheartedly apologise to Jess, Joe, and their family if the actions I took, things I said and done in a way to hurt them or cause them distress. This was never my intention. Uh, now it's Paul Robinson via Facebook. Tell you what, mate, you're going to need to take a drink and catch your breath in a second. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of things covered here. Uh, I don't want to go too much into what, well, what we maybe believe or what we insinuate from his words. Because this has been the problem, is people reading a story and creating their own storyline. Mm-hmm. to fit their own purpose. And we are not saying what Paul Robinson did was right, or we know it's wrong, and there's definitely wrong issues there. But some of the things that were said about Paul Robinson by fans were wrong. And that's the end. I don't want, don't think we should give it any more time. I don't want to, because there is another horrible story that I need to talk about next, uh, which is fans accused the British Wrestling Academy of hiding. This is Knuckle Locks. Uh, so a fan posted the fact that Knuckle Locks had closed their account on Twitter. From this, fans turned around and said a lot of trashy wrestling companies have pushed all their diehard fans over to Instagram and Facebook because those are the places where they're able to control feedback and delete comments. So again, uh, this is kind of a bit where we're talking about uh, people creating their own narrative. They want to bring back all their kiddie diddler and girlfriend beating friends without catching any flack. To which the owner of Knuckle Logs did try to actually respond to each and every fan that accused her of wrongdoing. Or, yeah, the company. Which is horrible for her. Not what she deserved. Definitely. Uh, now, I actually got the chance to speak to Eileen. Uh, she's a very nice person. Uh, and uh, so, uh, for long, you know, as I say, she quoted to myself uh, and in an article that I have written up. Perhaps it's best to be totally honest and explain that Knock on Locks has been pretty much closed for a year. The business hasn't turned a profit. None of us take any wage from it. We pay the people who teach for us. And one of the things that we've discussed is where our customers come from and where they will come from in the future. And in real terms, Twitter has not brought them a single customer. Uh, Where you're not waged your salary to do all the administrative work of running a business, we were trying to make decisions about what to keep and what to get rid of. So we could focus our intentions on trying to save the business going forward. And Twitter is the thing that brings in the least terms of money. Uh, Without money, business can't survive. And if you don't have the capacity on a channel to actually manage whilst also running the business, the channel gets gone rid of. Uh, And we cut it. That's the decision. We got rid of the account. 
I can't believe that decision got turned into people leveling accusations on Twitter that I'm some sort of sexual abuser aligned with people accused during a speaking out. This is not appropriate and it is not fair. This is 100% correct. Now, there's a couple of reasons. Again, because I think some fans feel they know more than they actually do. Uh, because pro, uh, <clears throat> Knuckle Locks used to be the projo, used to be the progress training house. So, of course, there were a lot of issues. We know. That's many documented. That's not Knuckle Locks. They took over the business in July 2019. Uh, uh, the other one, of course, was Daniel, Al- uh, sorry, Daryl Allen. Sorry, I nearly said you. <laughs> Daryl Allen, uh, Dazzling Daryl, as he used to be known on the independent scene. Now, again, he had accusations made against him during speaking out. Now, he took over the Brojo and made it Knuckle Locks, but he sold it to Eileen and is it Ocean? How you pronounce it? Ocean Delaney, uh, who took over from them. At that point, they did have Daniel Daryl Allen come in as a teacher. And he did about four or five classes. Uh, when the accusation against Daryl Allen was made during speaking out June 2020, we want to be super clear that we were told about it in advance and we supported the person who made the accusation. She spoke with us. We helped her as much as we humanly could. And we told him that he would simply be no more work going forward. Same day, same hour, same situation. So again, they had nothing to do with Daryl Allen. They have nothing to do with what Daryl Allen did or did not do. That is not them. And again, that goes for the progress and the projo. That is not them. And we, they shouldn't have been attacked the way they were by fans who, again, sometimes take things too far. Now, the, the right to question, and we always should, we should hold these companies and do our best to make these companies to help these companies. We shouldn't be trying to hinder these companies. We should be trying to help them. They're not purposely trying to hire people who are bad people. It, it's very difficult and we totally understand that. And that's why we're willing to take up a lot of time on the podcast to make sure people have this information out there. We mm. want to keep things fully open and exposed, and we need to have full facts, not just what people have as hearsay. We make sure mm. we have facts, and that is one of the things you will always get on the TN Tights podcast. Yes. But let's move on to something. Let, well, let's just talk about progress. Let's talk about the actual show. Let's talk about, uh, we'll kind of cover 104 while we're doing it because uh, Big Dave Jam wasn't here last week, so I had to cover the brute rest by myself. And uh, tried to round it up, but we did. I didn't really get a chance to review it, so we're going to talk uh, briefly about the two commentators, Charles Crowley, Hustle Malone. Uh, now I'm going to say this: from uh, I believe they need a focal person calling the matches, doing play-by-play, and being the analyst. And have Hustle Malone and Charles Crowley do the overtop color commentating, which they both did really well at times. Mm. Uh, I mean, both of them sometimes, you know, one minute were healed and faced a little bit. But overall, I think there is a lot of encouraging uh, factors for both of them as commentators. They could go on and have uh, some really good commentating uh, in the long term. But in the short term, we actually want to see them both back in the ring and wrestling uh, as a guilty pleasure for us. We are big fans, of course. But uh, they do do a good job. They, uh, but I feel they need a play-by-play. What do you feel, Daniel? I feel that they do as well. I think that would help them along. Um, Charles Crowley is doing very, very well. Bearing in mind this is only his first major attempt with commentary. And I enjoy his commentary a lot. Mm. Um, I just, as you say, I think they need 
a a grounding voice as well. Yes, because uh, both of them can be very, very over the top, but in the right way. They they did put it over some guys really really well, and they did a good job of that. Yes, I just don't think they did as good a job as actually calling the matches as in move for move. But they both did, okay. but, but I think we're looking at two guys that could have great careers in commentary long term. But as I say, we hopefully will see both of them in the ring at some point. Uh, same with the actual host, Roy Johnson. Big wavy. Yes, Woo! man. <laughs> he, oh, he so needs that crowd. He is missing that crowd. He wants that crowd. He wants to play with that crowd and react to that crowd and do what he does so well. Uh, I kind of like what he's doing a little bit, you know, with that it's kind of like making it feel a bit personal like, yeah, we're in the same house and I'm talking right to you watching But it's different from what anybody else is doing, and I like having a ring announcer that's got a little bit extra as we chatted when we did our um, podcast with um, the wonderful Dow Jones from UKPW I believe ring announcers are a very important thing. And I like having Big Wavy as a ring announcer. Mm. He, yeah, he'd certainly put over a gift you, particularly uh, the Nigerian kaiju. Mr. Warren Banks. Mr. Warren Banks, uh, who I had him picked as my winner. I was wrong. He was. He was my. I can understand why. He was my pick to win. I thought he should have. Uh, but we will certainly talk about that. Uh, well, now, anyway, yes. uh, let me just yeah bring it up. Here we go. Uh, so, as I say, great uh, chapter one hundred and four. Uh, we saw the natural progression series. Luke Jacobs uh, went through. Ethan Allen uh, went through. Danny Black from Warren Banks went through. Uh, Kid Like Us 2 was eliminated. Big Guns Joe was eliminated. Elijah was eliminated. And Man Like Reese was eliminated in the first round. Uh, there was also a fatal four-way match that crowned the number one uh, contender for the Progress World Championship. And that was Chris Ridgway against Curran Noir. Oh, I, yes, I wanted that match so badly. And I got that match. And it was as good as I could have hoped. you could have hoped for. Yeah, really. Oh, God. I'd love to see him on a massive stage one day. Just, they both deserve it. Uh, so it kicked off with the Natural Progression semifinals. Uh, tag team partners, Ethan Allen and Luke Jacobs. In my uh, predictions, I thought they were going to do this in the uh, first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, they chose to do this in the semi. I am a big fan of Luke Jacobs. He's a big old... 20-year-old. He's a big old 20-year-old. <laughs> he, he is also a throwback to an 80s style. Maybe not world of sport, the way he looks, but certainly 80s American wrestler look. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, big old... Yeah, beef of a man. Really. I think that... Believe it or not, and I, I'm going to risk saying this because I hope I never meet him. Um, I think there might still be some puffy puppy fat on there. I think he's going to bulk out even more. Oh yeah, as we say, twenty. He hasn't even fully grown, as you say. Uh, it's about twenty-four and twenty-five where you really start to fill in. Uh, for me, it wasn't. It was. It wasn't until my thirties that I actually started to fill in. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I just hit forty. I'm definitely filling out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, this was a great match. Uh, Ethan Allen was the smaller of the two, but he made himself a believable threat with some great technical wrestling, some beautiful striking as well. Uh, but he just couldn't match that Hoss power with the technical wrestling on as well. You know, these guys were trained by Zach Gibson and uh, James Drake. There's big future in these guys. Uh, I'd like to see him in a tag team match soon. Soon, I want to see him in a tag team match now. Who do you uh, want to see him against? Ooh, maybe the Lycos Lycos Jim. Uh, I'd love to see him against Pretty Deadly. I think that would be a great match. 
I'm actually thinking about it. I'm pretty sure they have faced pretty deadly on progress. I'm sure they faced pretty deadly at some point during the independence scene, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure there is a match on progress that features uh, pretty deadly versus the young guns. Uh, there's also the NIC. Mm-hmm. How about uh, Callum Newman and JJ Gale? Yeah, I would definitely enjoy that match. Indeed. Callum Newman for progress. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, well, uh, Luke Jacobs won with a figure four leg lock. Uh, Ethan Allen refused to tap and passed out due to the pain. Uh, yeah, I haven't match. seen that for a little while. Uh, it was a good match. I would give this match three and a half sugars. I would give it three and a half sugars. I will agree with you. Uh, the next matchup was Warren Banks versus Danny Black. Now, I'm going to put a bit of a damper on this one straight away. It's, I couldn't buy Danny Black as a credible threat to Warren Banks. Could you not? I couldn't. Oh. I thought this match... Yeah, I, did, I, I just didn't feel like this match clicked as well as the Ethan Allen Dan, uh, thing. I'm not sure. I yeah, I couldn't really see Danny Black as a. He just looked so small in comparison. He did. Um, he did pull off a couple of fantastic moves. Yep, some nice um, high diving. As uh, you get in his matches, he is the kid without fear. You know, he totally did not rip off Daredevil whatsoever. <laughs> he, he was also the kid without gravity at certain points. He was, uh, but at other times he was just dragged out of the sky by Warren Banks, just pulled him down and slammed into the mat. Uh, as I say, I, I, because of that, I couldn't really get into the match wholeheartedly. I thought Banks should have won a bit more dominantly. I would only give this match two lumps of sugar. Oh, I gave it three. I really enjoyed it. Ah, there we go. Difference in opinion. But you, you're normally like me. You don't like the small guy taking on the big guys too much. Mm. But I so just liked the way he did it. Yeah. Very. Uh, who's that weird one on uh, AEW? Narrow it down. Uh, you know, he paints his face half skull. Darby Allen. Darby Allen, yeah, the TNT champion. Danny Black is kind of a young version of him. He throws himself about very similar. Mm, we'll agree to disagree on that. Okay, then. Uh, next up, Lycos Jim took over, told uh, old Roy Johnson to get out of the way. I, I, I love the way Lycos Jim, he, when he's got the microphone, he commands that microphone. I love the way... Oi! Oi! He just—he owns it. He yeah, really does own it. Mm. And uh, so, like on Jim, they took on Gene Money and Big Guns Joe after they uh, were just called out. Whoever wanted to fight, whoever was big enough and strong enough. And of course, that is the biggest henchless guy in the locker room, Big Guns Joe. And his partner, he found G-Money. Uh, he was wearing his big boy pants. His big boy pants, yes, he was. They, uh, this was a great tag team match. At first, uh, the size difference, uh, G-Money and Joe made their size work. But then, Lycos Jim did really well as a tag team. Uh, worked very well. They isolated the smaller one, Big Guns Joe. Uh Good tag teams, some great tag team combinations, some incredible tag team combinations. And the original Kid Lycos, he is one of the best workers in the industry. Lycos Jim can go a long, long way. Yeah. I hope they don't break them up too quickly. No. Well, you got it. I mean, because Lycos won, despite the fact that he retired actually not longer, he's only 22 bloody years old. I know. <laughs> it just worries me the fact that. Um... And then there's... we've seen them wrestling a few times, and there have been sort of like hints at Lycos two not being on a level with Lycos one. Well, yeah, because uh, you know he's not quite. He hasn't been wrestling as long. I mean, we said he's twenty two, but he's uh, he you know Kid Lycos was wrestling since he was like fourteen, and it's very similar. Jo- uh, Joe Nelson, the guy who took on the mantle of Kid Lycos, it's 
has a lot of uh, potential. He hasn't reached it yet, but he has a lot of potential. It was like, a good match. Yeah. Uh, I will give it three. I will give it three as well. As I say, uh, they they cornered Big Guns Joe uh, and managed to get rid of uh, Gene Money. Uh, what do you think of Gene Money? Um, I like him. Um, I like him in the ring. I just think that he needs... He's got a character. I'm just mm. not sure if it's the right character. Yeah, I would kind of like to see him go as a, a serious heel. Mm. You know, go for a real turn at some point. Because he's a big guy. He can dominate and he's, he's very good as well. He's definitely more Festus than Luke Gallows. Yeah, I really love that uh, running pickup spine buster that he does. Beautiful. No, it, uh, it was good. Uh, the next matchup was Elijah versus Chuck Mumbo. Now you know Mambo. that I'm a Chuck Mumbo fan. I know you love a bit of Chuck Mumbo. However, in this match, I loved Elijah. Mm. He I was Elijah. Evil. Yeah, if, if you don't believe there's a lot of upside to Elijah, just go ask Charles Crowley. He couldn't say enough good things about Elijah. <laughs> I really enjoyed the fact that he had um, he had Chuck Mumbo down and he put his shin and the back of his other ankle across his neck, stretched and stretched, and then did a backwards kick to the side of Mambo's neck. Yeah. That, oh, oh, that looked nasty. Indeed. It was uh, almost similar to the way... Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. used to do his neck crank when he had that uh, with his ankles, you know, just yank on the neck, but obviously slightly different thing, but the way he trapped the neck with the uh, shins, yeah, very good. I, I'm a, I'm a, I, I liked Elijah. I was upset that they knocked him out in the first round. I thought he should have gone through. I, For me, my finalists, my, my predicted finalists were Elijah versus Warren Banks. Mm-hmm. That's who I what I thought the final would be. Obviously, I was wrong, and progress went with their their yeah, way. 50 50. 50-50. I got I got half of it right. You know, Warren Banks was uh, in the final when he didn't win though. I liked Elijah. I like Chuck Mambo. I'm giving it three and a half lumps. I am also giving it three and a half lumps. And next up was the Natural Progression Series final: Luke Jacobs versus Warren Banks. Big old cross fight. I love this one. This was a great match. It was a good, good match. And it shows that the future of British wrestling is still there. We Indeed. do still have a lot of good matches to come. I mean, that clothesline, that handsome Bradshaw-like clothesline almost took his head off. I always liked Bradshaw's clothesline. And, always um, loved Bradshaw's clothesline. Yeah. Just boom. Uh, Walter does it as well. I can um, certainly see Luke Jacobs versus Walter in a few years. I would enjoy seeing Luke Jacobs versus Walter. That, that's a main event in about two years' time. That's going to main event somewhere. Hmm. Because and that's going to be one hell of a match. And this was a hell of a match because it, it came down to... Because this was the first time that Warren Banks was actually at a disadvantage size and strength-wise. I didn't yes. realise how big Luke Jacobs has got. When I that last time I saw him, he was not that big. <laughs> He's got him really big. <laughs> and uh, I was actually surprised. I actually thought Warren Banks was the biggest competitor. But I was surprised that Luke Jacobs actually, I think, was. But because of that, we got to see how athletic and fast Warren Banks can be in a match against other powerhouses. And Which showed... was nice because it was a completely different match to his earlier match. Mm. You know, because yeah, as his first two matches, he had the much smaller opponent, so mm. it was uh, very different. This time, he actually had to fight. Uh, yeah, as you say, a very different way, and it came off. And we saw that that athleticism, uh, some great uh, spinning kicks at one point, some spinning heel kicks. He's got a really nice spear on him. Uh, Obviously, he has the guillotine choke as well. 
Uh, now, was... all he, now all he needs is the Superman punch and he can really rip off Roman Reigns. I'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, hey. But he does have a vicious spear and he also does seem to have a very vicious guillotine choke. Uh, it's I, making I, money from Roman, it's all good. It's all good, I, I can see. I And you know what? I can see Warren Banks versus Roman Reigns main event in, in a, several, several years. <laughs> I'd be a good match. I no. it would no Warren Banks versus Roman Reigns. That'd be a great match. The spear versus the spear, the guillotine versus the guillotine. They're probably roughly about the same size. Same I've got a feeling I've got a feeling we're gonna see match. spear versus spear at WrestleMania. Oh yes, of course we will be. Uh, okay, so progress world championship match. Chris Whitray versus Car oh sorry, what would you give the final? I'm I I'm gonna drop four sugars in for the final. Ooh, that's generous. I was going to give three. Ooh, not so generous. I'm very... Uh, Chris Wade versus Coroner Wilder. This was everything I wanted. Beautiful wrestling. They kicked the crap out of each other. Great match. And uh, just a big fan of both. I mean, if, you, if you've ever heard this podcast, you'll, you, you, know, you can go back in every podcast and you'll probably hear me talk about both of them on every episode because of how good I actually think these two guys are. Again, I would put four sugars in my uh, tea. How many would you do? This match was phenomenal. And the way that Ridgeway worked over Cara's um, ribs. Mm. Oh, it was nasty. Nasty. I love, I love the fact that Cara Noir couldn't work the mental game with Ridgeway because he was just like, I don't give... Then when he tried to lick him and he just grabbed his tongue <laughs> and used it to slam into the mat. Brilliant. Just That was brilliant. And also when Ridgeway took... The package pile driver on the ring edge by Kara. Yeah, oh. that was nasty. Mm-hmm. Although I'm gonna say this because of things like that, you can never do an injury angle in wrestling ever again. <laughs> um, I did particularly like um Mr. Charles Crowley's comment at this point, which um, was which was where he said, "And that is the second hardest part of the ring." <laughs> And asked, well, what's the hardest part? Well, that would be the steel um, turn, uh, steel corner posts. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, that makes sense. It does. <laughs> of course it does. But yes, that was a deadly, deadly uh, package pile driver. He does deliver it so well, so safely as well. And Chris mm. Winterway took it phenomenally. Uh, I love the fact that Cara Noir broke the count. So it wasn't a thing about uh, Ridgeway Will getting up and... You know, getting back in the ring. So that was good to see. Just great match. As I say, I'm putting four sugars in my tea. What about yourself? I will also, in fact, mm-hmm. oh, I'm tossing up now. Four or four and a half. Um, I'm going to go four and a half. I really enjoyed it. It was my type of match. Mm, good. See, you're going, you're going one higher than me this time. It's amazing how wrestling can be sometimes. Mm. Uh, and the way people enjoy it and what they enjoy. Uh, hear what you thought of the next match. Uh, the Thunderbusters match. It was good. Uh, I didn't. I did feel I'd like to have seen a bit more of Tayonga and Alexis Falcon. They got eliminated quite early. Uh, they still got to I... off what they're capable of. Uh, we could see more from them. Lana Rustin was worked as the veteran. Of that match, uh, she was great. Millie McKenzie, amazing every time. Kanji mm-hmm. looked really good in this match. Uh, certainly, she brought a lot of sympathy. Uh, you got to see I, I, a different side of yourself, sure, that we're not used to from what we've seen on Rev Pro. I enjoyed that. Um, okay. I just felt that Kanji, the attack on her arm with a metal bar, mm-hmm. I. I that was a strong enough attack that should be a selling it in a cast for the next three months. Well, that's the problem. We can't do injury angles anymore. No. Um, <laughs> because they've what... taken wrestling too far and we've had death matches. We're going to have an exploding barbed wire match. How the hell are we ever going to be able to do an injury angle if somebody gets thrown off a 10-story lift building? Uh, well, I believe um, Big Show was sent off the top of a building in a monster truck a few years ago. Um, I I enjoy my death matches. Let me enjoy my death matches. I enjoyed um, Mercedes Blaze. Um, I thought she was really good. Mm-hmm. Yep, she worked really um, well. 
she told her own story during the match. And that's, I think, with the Thunder Bastard match, the same with any sort of um, Rumble-style match. Um, to have individuals tell their stories is always good. Mm. Uh, and I think that Mercedes Blaze came out of it looking good. And I think Kanji, while I struggled to suspend my disbelief, I think she came out looking good. And I think she is going to be the big name in wrestling this year. Yes, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I'm not always the nicest critic when it comes to Kanji, I guess. Uh, but in this match, really, I think she got over how she needed to get over this time. Uh, she got that sympathy. Uh, she made me believe in her, made me want to believe in her as well, made me want her to win. She hit that sliced back. bread beautifully, didn't she? She very much did. Uh, well, no, it, it's what it's what it was more like. Uh, what was what was. Spike Dudley, yeah, because I was drop. trying to, yeah, the acid drop because it, it it looks like a stunner, doesn't it? Sort of. She didn't quite land it as probably as well as she would like to have uh, during the match. We'll we'll let her off and say that it was because her arm uh, was uh, shaky <laughs> at that point. Uh, <laughs> but like I say, I I really enjoyed her in that match. Uh, she really got over in that match. She's gonna be a star. Uh, and yeah, she's gonna be she's gonna be the top woman at some point within the next five years. Kanji, I think, will be the top female UK star. I say three years. Mm. Uh, Millie McKenzie's gonna be the top in three years. No, I think Kanji will eclipse her. Ooh, we're gonna have to agree to disagree on that one. We will indeed. Uh, we will indeed. Uh, great, great match. Uh, as I say. They all got a chance to shine. Tayonga and uh, Tonga, sorry, and Alexis Falcon probably could have got a bit more time. Uh, Alexis Falcon got to show off that brilliant um, kick into the splits move that yeah, she does. Yeah, very nice, very that nice. That was a good move. Good little Stood wink out. and smile to the camera as well when she uh, hit it. So, mm-hmm. uh, big props. Big props to all the ladies for that. Uh, overall, I would put three and a half sugars in my tea. That's funny. I was going three. Oh, see? It's, it's very strange. We're, we're all over the place today. The, the fans aren't going to know what to think. When I'm always all place. over the place. Anyway, uh, great, great show. Uh, look, we understand there are issues with progress. Whether you agree with their stance on Paul Robinson, the fact Paul Robinson has now there, but to say that the company should die and the company should ever go away... No, we need to be supporting companies and we need to be helping companies. We don't want to be focusing and demonizing too much. We we all want Brit Rest to return. We want to get rid of the scum and we will. But, you know, people aren't working to hide things from you. So, having said that, as I say, go check out Progress 105. It was a great show. I do our exciting news now. Can we? Can, can we do any exciting news? No, we're not oh, going to because RevPro, we're going to tease it more. Uh, RevPro are coming back this summer. They are going to be live in action. I am not going to read their full statement, but I will tell you they have shows planned for Portsmouth, uh, Bristol, uh, Cockpit Theatre, Gordon Craig Theatre in Stevenage. Oh, Dan, you're going to be so happy for that one. Hunting Three miles from where I live. Uh, Huntington's Hunting, only eight and, miles from Ireland. Southampton, Manchester is going to be the closest show I get to, but that will be the nine-year anniversary show. So mm, we'll have to see. Uh, Trafalgar uh, in Sheffield, uh, back in Bethnal Green at the York Hall for High Stakes 2021. Love your Stevenage. You know, they are. But there are plenty of shows coming up. RevPro are back. Full statement available. Uh, go check out bodyslam.net. Uh, as I say, article up. Full statement from uh, them. They address so many things. Uh, they had a live Q&A with Andy Quilden. Uh, we've talked about, obviously, they don't use agents. So they don't have back 
uh, room people like that and they're going to do their best to be as open and honest as they possibly can be going forward including hosting weekly Q&A sessions so fair play to RevPro for doing that because you don't have to and uh, yeah uh, RevPro have been putting some epic shows with the epic encounters check out our reviews of that uh, March 13th, I believe, is the next Epic Encounters. No, Can't wait. March 14th. Uh, you've got the full card available on bodyslam.net. Go check that out. And I went through the card last week, uh, so we won't go through the card this time. Oh, shall we do our major news? Shall we do the big news? Shall we do the big news? No, because Wrestle Carnival announced their debut show. They are going to be in Nottingham. I'm going to do my best to try and get down there. That is going to be on the 1st of August. Ticket sales will not be available until July. And I think this is very smart. He's announced the show, but not the tickets, because he's going to wait still to see how things go. And judging, unfortunately, by what I've seen at my local beach, things may end up going back into issues. Hopefully, fingers crossed not. And things will go ahead. And as I say, tickets will be available uh, at the show. As far you as know, I'm aware, they are planning to do the toy drive for Wrestle for uh, Wrestle Care. So if you do go to that show in Nottingham, don't forget to bring uh, something to donate to those guys because they're an absolute awesome group of guys. We've had the amazing opportunity to speak with Gary Ward, uh, the uh, owner, founder of Wrestle Carnival. It was co-founder and co-owner of Wrestlegate. Uh, absolutely fantastic guy. Great passion for the business. They've put together an awesome little roster that includes people like Charles Crowley, Spike Trevay, Kaji, Alexis Falcon, Lizzie Evo, Giselle Shaw, Joe Lando, and many, many more, including Chris Ridgway and Powerhouse Blake. Great little company. Great, great guys. Uh, and you know what? You can check out our interview as well. Nottingham. Mm-hmm. He is only two hours from me. Ooh. Maybe we can meet in the middle. I think we can meet in the middle. I think that's about fair for us, actually, not on for the, between the two of us where we're located. That Ooh. could work. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Gary, we will be in touch. Um, we'd like to help out as much as we can with the WrestleCares team if we do get there. So we will contact you guys again as well. Uh, they will also have, sorry, again, this I should have mentioned for RevPro. Their first show, uh, Equity, will be there. And they will obviously attempt for Equity to be at every show. Uh, that is the same Wrestle Carnival as well, Equity, which is a actors' union guild, and they're there to protect the performers, not to protect the promotions. They're there for the performers, and they're going to be heavily encouraged to uh, speak to Equity UK. So I try not to um, bring up my politics side of everything too mm-hmm. often, but I will say... No matter what you do for a living, join a union. It really can cover your backside and help you at times. Do join a union. And I'll leave it at that. Indeed. Now it's time for the ICW results. <laughs> Alex Parker defeated Kyle Chaos. Logan Smith defeated Ian Skinner. Thatcher Wright defeated John Tretton. Levi defeated Dylan Fawn. Uh, Leighton Buzzard defeated BB Gunn. Dicky Divers defeated Lou King Sharp. Molly Spartan defeated Ellie Armstrong. Uh, and Stevie James and Craig Anthony's match was interrupted by Kev Evans, who attacked both, putting a stop to the match. I really want to see the Alex Parker, Kyle Chaos match, the Logan Smithy and Skinner match, the Levi Dylan Form match, uh, Leighton Buzzard versus BT Gunn, Molly Spartan and Ali Armstrong, uh, as well as the Stevie James, Craig Anthony. Uh, matches because I've been sleeping on ICW. I've been catching up on ICW and I'm impressed with some of the young guys over in Scotland. I've been uh I've been sleeping on them. I think, you know, due to the first couple of episodes not being particularly great with them. The production quality wasn't there, there at that point. No. But it, it it now seems to be all coming together. Hopefully it'll be the same for progress, very similar. Because so far uh, there's I'd say a lot of young guys who I think we'll be seeing. Uh, I really like Kez Evans. For. 
Yeah, really I'm I'm, big, I'm a big, big, big fan of Kev Evans. I think he would play, make, uh, be a very good uh, top-level mid-card heel. Uh, there's some guys at the moment like Alex Parker, uh, Levi and Dylan Fawn, who right now could make great enhancement talent on NXT UK, but could go on to have great careers, you know, after paying their dues, if you like. Because they are some fantastic young guys. Uh, the, that's the that's the is it the ICW Zero Gravity Division? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, plenty of young superstars up and coming. Go check them out. ICW Fight Club. Uh, we will do more to try and uh, cover their uh, shows. I know we say that every week, but we honestly we will try. I'm sorry, ICW. We've been sleeping on you. We're sorry because. Damn, there's a lot of great talent over there. Wait, um, what do you mean me? I, I I recommended one of their matches for my match of the year. Uh, that is true. So uh, we'll give you that. So as I say, <laughs> we're going to try and cover them much more. And now time for the biggest news the wrestling world could ever. We are about to shake up the industry. <laughs> that is how big this news is. It, it, it is Mr. Allen, go for it. Go on, it's tell amazing, it's massive. You, it's massive for us. For you us lucky, lucky people are gonna get to see our beautiful faces when team Teen Titans. Oh yeah, take on UKPW founder Dow Jones and his tag team partner in the new. UK PW Weekly Quiz on YouTube. We are going to be going up together, showing our incredible wrestling knowledge because we are very, very bright. We are. We we love our wrestling. Uh, we got to speak with Alex Dow Jones. He's an incredible guy. A fantastic, fantastic guy. Actually, loves wrestling. Uh, he loves the pageantry of wrestling. He loves the serious of wrestling. And uh, he's put together a mass of great talent for the UKPW roster. I mean, even just for this UKPW quiz, I mean, my, myself and Dan uh, will be up against Dow Jones and Omar Ibrahim. And that will be on the 3rd of March, 7.30 p.m. live. Uh, I believe on the UKPW um, YouTube channel, you can look up UKPW United Kingdom, Kingdom Pro, Pro Wrestling. Wrestling. Uh, on Twitch, it'll be UKPW underscore wrestling. And on Facebook, it's United Kingdom Pro Wrestling. We cannot wait. We thank you so much for this opportunity, uh, Alex. And uh, now, Obviously, we are go, go the biggest this. names on this show. Oh, without yeah. a doubt, without this, a doubt. Is, this is the Tea and Tides show. This is the Dan and Andy show. And um, it's going to be very embarrassing when we put Dow Jones and Omar Ibrahim out. In oh, the yeah. First round. Oh, yeah. But, of course, even if we do, because next week, Clementine will be teaming with Charles Crowley as they take on the one and only Simon Miller and Big Wavy Worry Johnson. Oh, I, I, I don't... I mean... We don't care who wins. We want to face them both. We want to take them all on because, my God, we would love to uh, have the opportunity to speak with Clementine, Charles Crowley, Simon Miller, Big Wavy. And then, of course, all the other guys who are also involved because the week after that, Fentos, uh, the superior knowledge of wrestling that he has, will be teaming with the last true stu superstar, Stuart Shepard, as they take on Lord Ian Lovelace and James Earls. Uh, you've also got Adam Muscles Mansfield versus Kieran Donnelly, uh, and he they are taking on Rex Armstrong and JJ Lynch. We cannot wait. Uh, we're so grateful to be a part of this, and can't wait to see our graphics. Uh, <laughs> we've recently sent them some photos of ourselves, so we are going to be on some graphics. Uh, and yeah, really looking forward to that. Hopefully, hopefully we can get past the first round. So. Uh, we get a chance to uh I'm looking play forward to all of these guys to, so to not guys. just not just getting past the first round. I, I want to demonstrate the Tea and Tights podcast general knowledge. I want to go all the way and I want to have 
one of the beautifully designed UK PW belts given to us at the end, preferably a live show. Yes, when we win, you know. <laughs> when we win, of course we're going to win. Yeah. Oh, this is going to so bite us in the arse. Yeah, we we are getting our asses kicked, aren't we? This yeah. is, they're going to say, listen to that podcast, and yeah. Oh, look, I can't, I can't wait. It's just going to be so much fun. Uh, check it out. You can also check. They actually just recently had one. It's available on you uh, on YouTube. They just did a random quiz that night. Uh, as I say, now they're going to be moving on to this tournament quiz. Uh, the natural progression of wrestling quizzes. <laughs> the big fat wrestling quiz. Oh, not to be big... affiliated with the Big Fat Geek Life podcast. No, not to be affiliated with the Big Fat Geek Life podcast. Uh, although Stephen will possibly be an alternate if we have to call in one. I'm sure we're not. Anyway, I think it is time to call it a night. I think we have announced all the news there is to announce. Uh, this has been the Brit Rest Roundup. We have been two men drinking tea, talking about Roman in tights. We hope you had a great day. We hope you have a good night. And remember, folks, don't, don't feed the trolls. Have a good night.